This is A New Old Order and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia here with my colleagues from across the seas. One who thinks he's better than he is and one who has a pretty good idea of how good he is and is disappointed. I know I said that because we're taking this again that I would look up a tar. I couldn't find it. So I'm still... <laughs> still a disappointment. Still a disappointment. <laughs> I'm your number one contender and I'm still working this part out for the end of the episode. Sebastian... Of the United States of America. Oh, you think you're so much better than you are. <laughs> Showcasing how consistent of a leader I am, I think. How conceited as a leader consistent. you are. Consistent. It's consistently conceited. It's a miracle that you haven't been overthrown. I will say that much. It's because no if one that, can find you. <laughs> he's dug in so far <laughs> in his tunnels. <laughs> And I am Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, each of us run a virtual nation on the nation simulator, nationstates.net. And we try to deal with issues each week at the table while maintaining our own specific political idea of utopia. Oh, specific it is. I'm amazed at how much crossover we have and yet how vastly different our nations have become. Mm. Our end goal is the same. That's, our methodology, very different. And that's the surprising part. Mm. So we also deal with a five-episode arc every five episodes where a gypsy has cursed us with a global catastrophe and we're currently dealing or not dealing with <laughs> a pandemic. Andropolia, I have to say, is handling this rather well. I will say, last week you made significant strides. Congratulations. Oh, we rolled out a, a, a program that more than makes up for our, you know, lacking in, in, in the first two weeks. Specifically after Zane Australia took most of the weight off of Andropolia by accepting all of those people who were fleeing. Well done. Yeah. Uh, we had some pretty pretty good times in Seb America. We identified the cause of the illness and then treated it with compassion. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you, 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 you treated it by not killing compassion. The people. <laughs> Let them live normal lives. I'd some, say problem solved. Some might say that's a challenge in itself sometimes, yep. just not pulling the trigger. Now, Zane Australia has an issue this week. Uh, now, we've had this issue before, but I believe the cause is different. Down with that, question mark? It sounds familiar, yeah. A Zane Australian cruise ship has run aground last week in the treacherous waters off the southern coast because of a disease outbreak and a panic. I see. I'm saying. <laughs> the captain, Conan Jordan, had infamy, infamy bestowed upon him after it was found that he abandoned ship before all the passengers on board safely made it off. Oh, I remember this. Defying centuries of maritime tradition. Yeah, Seb had this issue, didn't you? It sounds very familiar, yeah. yes. 20 people drowned in that accident and that scumbag decided his life was more important. Important, rhetorically asks Jennifer Rasputin, one of the surviving passengers of the ship, still visibly shaken by what has occurred. Ship captains should always see it, see to it that everyone on board gets off safely before they do. After all, they can't direct a rescue effort if they aren't on the actual ship. If they don't, we must punish these cowards to the fullest extent of the law. That makes sense. They're in, in an office of responsibility. Absolutely. You would chastise a uh, an airline pilot for abandoning, yeah, just, just jumping <laughs> out, going. Plane. Let's see what autopilot can do. 
Not um, as much you, as you You've think. all got parachutes, right. <laughs> See ya. Uh, option number two. Let's not be too hasty about assigning blame here, counters Captain Jordan, who's remarkably shorter and skinnier than you expected him to be. And remarkably sounding like Owen Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just as traumatised as anyone else. I was actually helping coordinate the rescue operation, albeit from the safety of land. It's not my duty to add to the death toll, is it? Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, that seems like a sniveling little yeah, I mean, coward talk. Why are you even on a boat at all? If you, can't you just steer it from by yeah. remote control? Like, <laughs> but it, but it also has to be said if um, okay, the captain on the ship, it's tradition, a long-standing tradition that he's the last one off the ship. Yeah, but why? If, if if at all he goes down with the ship, if that's if that's the case, but if he genuinely was trying to coordinate a rescue effort, and you know he was in the position to yeah. get off the get off the ship and coordinate it from land, uh, that seems also like a reasonable response from him. Might not be accepted if it was genuine. Yes. Okay. Kind of seems like an excuse. Yes. Uh, option number three of three. That captain is nothing but a lily-lithered landlubber, scoffs Rear Admirable Wood. When Australia first took to the seas, the ship's captain was obliged to go down with a ship, even if they were within spitting distance of the shore. It was the honourable thing to do back then. We should return to our maritime traditions, and any captain who doesn't like it should be given a good old keel hole in. <laughs> so this is a reintroduction of old-timey maritime law? Yeah, I guess. Just like... That would supersede current legislation, or it would be whacked on top of that? So I, will, so, I, I would say that we would be incorporating... Those laws and traditions into our current legislation. I okay. think that's what they're suggesting. Okay. Um, and so I think specifically because of the pandemic and of a of an outbreak happening and then the captain abandoning ship and then trying to uh, coordinate rescue from land, mm-hmm. I would say that because he was in a position of power and responsibility for the people under his care – we need to reinforce that people in positions of power and responsibility must follow through with that. Okay, that the makes idea sense. Of, the idea of a shallow uh, government where many people are involved in many different levels of power relies on the fact that people feel responsibility for their fellow men and aren't acting merely in their own interests but are taking into account the people who have trusted them with, say, a city councillor position or a a sheriff or whatever it is. So you would maintain the legislation on this rather than going with option two, which would then leave it up for a, yeah. a pu- public opinion to decide what happens with the captain. Well, so option and, number and, one. And what happens with the company for that matter <clears throat> because I'm yeah. sure they'll be subject to a whole heap of civil suits. So option number one insists that the captain stay on the ship yeah. and take responsibility and if they don't, punish them for the, to the fullest extent of the law. Okay. Option number two is that they can do whatever they want and if they're actually trying to help 
Well, actually, option number two, I think, is just to pardon him because he's like, I was in a dangerous situation. I got out of the dangerous situation, then I did what I could. Either to pardon or at least not bring criminal charges yeah. against him. Okay. So I'm leaning towards number one okay. to kind of to reinforce that officials in Zane Australia need to take care of those placed in their care. Okay. Um, particularly because we've had so much immigration um, to kind of reaffirm that the structure of Zane Australia, the welfare system, the healthcare system is here to help those that need it. Right. Rather than that you're going to be abandoned the soon as the the second that the person above you is no longer personally invested in helping you. Well, being abandoned isn't necessarily, you know, implied that that would always be the case. Of course. But I, I, negligence will be um punished basically. Yeah. I would I would be inclined to go with number 2 simply because I would leave it up to the free market to decide which which companies you want to you know, entrust with your safety, you know, based on their reputation, based on their procedures, based on whatever, um, you know, people they, they have, what, what, what kind of resume they have. Yeah, sure. Um, and I would leave it and, and, and I would not bring the, uh, the courts into it at all. I'm assuming that this is a government-owned cruise ship. Okay. Well, everything else is. 60% of <laughs> it. <laughs> so wait, the private company owns the lifeboats? How does that yeah. work? <laughs> I believe... The Submarican option was the keel hauling. I'm trying to remember what I did. You definitely went the keel hauling option. I can't remember how you spun it. What was it? What, sorry, could you read? Could you explain it again to me? Sorry. What the, what, what the, the captain is nothing but a lily lizard, lily livid landlubber, um, and the captain was obliged to go down with a ship, even if they were easily savable. And we should go back to those traditions. And if they don't, then we should be free to give them a good old keel hauling. I don't remember doing that at all, did I? Yeah, it's it possible. It's I did something about corporal punishment and letting the navy take care of themselves. Yeah, uh, it was. It was I, worded differently. Yeah, was it during like this series where we've been having other issues to deal with at the same yes. time? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, we that's were. probably what's affected me then because I yeah. don't. I, I believe so. I'm not a huge fan of um, murdering people at sea. Well, it's not. It wasn't murdering, but corporal punishment. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to option number one to kind of reinforce that the government is here to help mm-hmm. where they can regardless of uh, personal inclinations. And that has had the effect of captains must wait until all rats are safe (laughs) before jumping ship. (laughs) Oh, that's extreme. (laughs) No, no, no. These rats are sentient. They are members of St. Australian society. They are taxpayers. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably poets. Next you're going to tell me they hold Medicare cards and... Yeah, El- eligible for the doll every other week. Well, they were talking not too long ago, so maybe they already are. <laughs> Tourism industry braces for influx. City workers harassed by street urchins. Flush with cash, our shopping guide inside. Average disposable income up 1.2%. Social conservatism, 09 uh, Income equality up 0.4%. Economic output, 0.4%. Average income, 04 that's pretty much social conservatism up 0.9, ideological radicality up 0.1. Right. Tourism and safety both up a little bit. Our biggest downs, taxation down 0.5. Not sure why. Wealth caps down 0.4, uh, cheese exports down 0.4, obesity down 0.2. Uh, that's welfare down 0.4. Not mm-hmm. big changes. Not big at all. Uh, and just out of reference, um, Seb dealt with this in episode 78 when we were uh, facing the world power nuclear conflict. Ah, yes. 
Oh, it was to give. Ca- that's right. No, it was, it was to, give, to give captains complete leeway yeah. in dealing with uh, anything that happens on board. It was, yeah, it was to free yeah. up military options. They wouldn't have to go through me. Yeah, and no, make that's cool. that's what, I knew there had to be something there that would make me do that because it was, yeah, <laughs> very out of character. All right. Well, that's in Australia. Who else has an issue? My issue, but you had a perfect segue for me. Can you say the word change again one more time? Because I, I was going to use it, then Andrew gave us a history talk. Change. Speaking of change, I have just the issue that I think is very relevant to them, the word change. Um, all right. Brother, can you spare a dime? It's actually another issue that we've, <laughs> we've dealt with before. <laughs> so it's a big old nostalgia episode. <laughs> uh, since the minting of pennies is twice as costly as the coin's oh, stated yeah. value, the idea of removing the smallest fraction of the big dollar has been brought to your attention. There are two options. Guarantee one is keep the penny and one is ditch the penny. But let's, <laughs> let's, let's read on to see. We are wasting millions of big dollars on minting pennies, raves an unusually passionate policy advocate, Virginia Dawson, while handing out penny dreadful t-shirts to all your staff. And also people have to waste time scrambling through their purses and wallets just to dig out one hundredth of a big dollar. It's actually one thousandth of a big dollar. What? Is Is that how big the big dollar is? No, there's a regular dollar and there's a big dollar. Our (sighs) currency. So a hundredth. A hundred ah. cents make a dollar. A hundred dollars make a big dollar. A hundred big dollars make a hundred big dollars. It's pretty simple stuff. <laughs> what? Yeah, can't, so, can't fault that logic. Yep. Um, blah, blah, blah. Get rid of your stupid worthless coin. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what line I read up to, but that's the point. It's good to see you paying so much attention to your constituents. Uh, option two. That flies in the face of all of our time-honored traditions, counters another advocate, this one <laughs> bedecked in, uh, in a full period dress. Our favorite national hero is portrayed on the storied one-cent coin, so it would be unpatriotic to discard the penny as worthless scrap, especially since pennies lower prices slightly for the poorest of poor. Very, very slightly. <laughs> so, listen. Not, in, not in the aggregate there. If you're spending more yeah. in minting them, yep. which the United States genuinely does. Oh, yeah. look at them go. It, it costs like 2.7 cents to make a one cent coin yeah. in America at the moment. Yeah. And so, that's all because of a lot of underhanded shady yeah. deals that go back a long time. Now, Well, the, the, the reserve and the, the mint. No, it's it's um, it's minted by a private company who negotiated with with the mint exclusive rights on yeah. minting just the just the one cent coin. It's ridiculous. So here's how is addressing thinking. the pandemic? Well, this is why <laughs> this is why I picked it because okay, firstly, I'll be honest. Cars on the table. None of my issues <laughs> in my in my little book in my little uh, pile here directly address anything to do with sickness or health. Well, I guess everybody's but, so happy with how you dealt with the big topian threat. I think I nailed it. But yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hey, you know who brought the sickness? That guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave him be though. <laughs> don't, don't look at him. No, seriously. No, thanks, guys. I'm don't going- pay him attention, but don't not pay attention to him either. I'm just going to be down <laughs> in my tunnels. <laughs> Bye. So the reason I'm going with option one, which is to get rid of the penny, is the amount of germs that are carried on coins <laughs> is is ridiculous. And during a time of a uh, health crisis like such, I think that if we can if we can afford to lose this coin financially, then we can afford to do it on on medical reasons as well. And I think that's pretty well connected to it. Now, I think that there is a very good case to obviously this option doesn't 
exist on your. I'm going to click while you're talking. Can I click to adopt this option, or no, is it going to stop me? Why don't you weaponize the pennies? Okay, so I'm and shoot the sick people <laughs> so that they're no longer a threat. You're saying we should just okay. Some, no, I'm hitting adopt. Um, <laughs> you could just build a wall out of all the pennies. What if the disease has a ladder? <laughs> How about you round up all the sick people, put them in ovens? Now we're talking. Stick the pennies in there so it keeps the heat in. So, guys, I've already selected the option <laughs> of remove the pennies. Or brand them. Use the pennies, heat them up in the oven, of and course. brand them. This is an infected person. Steer clear. You can probably just tell because they're constantly shooting themselves. You can, you can have multiple pennies arranged into different shapes. So you can have triangles for the homosexual infected people. You can have stars for the, for the Jewish infected people. <laughs> Discarded pennies litter the streets. Well, that's cute. It's like decoration. I've seen a, a guy uh, sort of set them down on his floor instead of tiles oh, and then laminate over the top of it. And I it want looks, it. It looks beautiful. I want that in all of my houses yeah. when I have several houses. <laughs> Community groups win government support. <laughs> Best of missed connections. Forests ripe for plunder, comma, profit. 12-page <laughs> sports lift out inside. Once again, two boring weeks in a row for me. Charmlessness up 2%, freedom, freedom from taxation and weather up 1%. And then it patters off into the points. As for the downs, tourism, primitiveness, and basket weaving down 2%. <laughs> Book publishing and culture down 1%. This did nothing. This did literally fuck all. Even like I thought we'd just like we'd have a bit more cash on our end just from saving money from not making something that was costing us more to create than to use. Seb, you've just discarded a whole heap of money. You just said all these one cent coins are no longer money. Taxation went down almost a whole percent. My goodness. But yeah, I, I just How much money were you spending on pennies? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> but I, I just thought like my economy would go up a little bit because it'd be just Luckily, extra cash flow. You've solved the pandemic. Indeed. Wait, wait. Does that say that then? I solved the pandemic. Pandemic. Um, yep. I mean small demic. That's very small. clever. Yeah. yeah. Small because you've solved it now, haven't you? It's a lot smaller now. Yeah. But also, I mean, like legitimately less gems are being spread because people aren't touching as many coins. That's the thing. I mean, like Yeah, it's not like I they can I'm, touch other coins. But they'll have to touch other less coins. They'll now coins. have to doubly handle because then, you know, they'll, oh, do I give you five cents or? Well, now you don't get changed for a lot of things. So you're not, you're only touching a coin once yourself and not getting stuff back necessarily from the shop. Yeah, but you're also going to be fiddling for around for, you know, loose change because now you're actually paying more for the Maybe services you're that you're to card to. Because like, I don't have, I don't want the change. I can't have it. Some, some local shops may not have updated their prices yet. Now they can't give change. Maybe there's Maybe. F plus everywhere. But think of but think of everybody in those shops when those when those cash registers open. They are just beset with you know piles of piles of pennies that the shops can no longer get rid of. I in assume any way. there was a trade. All back. those huh. germs are now concentrated in the checkout aisles. I wonder what's happening in Antropolia. I'll tell you. <laughs> Drink driving is on the rise. More and more citizens are drinking before getting behind the wheel. A group of concerned citizens wants something. Done. Another pandemic-heavy issue. Ah, but there is a very good tie-in. Oh, good. <clears throat> Zeus Holt, head of Andropolia's chapter of Alcoholics Anonymous, says that drunk drivers need help. Alcoholism is a nasty thing, a disease. 
Mm-hmm. Much like a pandemic. Oh, so we're having a pandemic of alcoholism. <laughs> no, that's not the pandemic, <laughs> but the solution may be also doubly effective. I see. The government has to help these poor souls to avoid the temptations of liquor and wine and beer and hard cider and brandy and his eyes get a glazed far-off look. Where was I? All right, we have to help these people, not imprison them. Now, if Andropolia institutes a public program mm-hmm. for helping weed people off alcohol, mm-hmm. it's not too far of a jump, I would think, to say that it would also... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Put up a temporary... Fund and allocation of, you know, newly freed up youngins to staff the place, in order to give people shots and you I know, mean, bandages. I mean, if we screenings. were willing to do this, and we stretched the bounds of our imagination a little bit further, perhaps Andropolia could claim credit for the, f- fixing hey. everything in the world. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe at the very least. We establish this program and people are more likely to be a bit reflective about, you know, their own situation I mean, and what they're doing. Up an education program, basically. Essentially, yeah. So I and, think, no, and and a treatment and yeah. sort of reinforcement. So I think if you're well. if you couch it not only in like don't drink alcohol, yeah. but like live a healthier life that includes these things. That's exactly like what washing I'm saying. Your hands, and and yeah. also to be more self-aware, and so that yeah, you might you might notice. Yeah, hang on, maybe I do drink a lot. You might also be noticing. Hey, you know, I've had this weird rash for a long time. Maybe and maybe fewer more people in- congregating in bars. Fewer virus vectors. Possibly, I'm devil's not- advocate. <laughs> Everyone deserves to be drunk. It's right, and oh, no. no one can tell me otherwise. That's, I was I was very worried when he was starting out that this was going to be. We need to ban alcohol. Fortunately, that's not his suggestion. <laughs> can I devil's advocate, please? <laughs> please. <laughs> if people are too stupid or do not seek education on how to best take care of themselves. Perhaps you should treat this plague what it is, like as what it is. Oh, Darwinian. Darwinian. <laughs> Thank you. And just let them die. The population that is left will be strong and smart. <laughs> or <laughs> devil's advocate. Hitler's or advocate, if you if will. If we've learned anything from herd immunity, <laughs> those dumb people will probably take a fair few of the smart people with them. <laughs> but the ones that are left, oh. They will be, be immune emotionally. to that one disease. Yeah. They won't catch the sniffles again, probably. You know, if if people were all of a sudden, you know, growing cannons instead of forearms, <laughs> and these, I'm with you. Yep. And these and these cannon forearms would just go off and kill random people, right? I don't think I'd be completely comfortable saying, "Ah, eh, that's just evolution." We'll. <laughs> We'll just we'll just let that. Oh, wait, carry wait, they, on. they naturally grew cannons. Oh, they oh, naturally wait. grew cannons. evolution. <laughs> You're the bad guy in the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, if they've naturally grown cannon arms, yeah, it 
is evolution though. People also are naturally inclined to be Kill a bit people more susceptible. With <laughs> yeah, and be a bit more susceptible to a drink, and then get behind the wheel, and then do very regrettable things. I'm just saying. I'm not saying let them get drunk. I'm just saying let the plague take them out. That's I, all I'm saying. I am saying let them get drunk, and if they recognise that you they know, have it's, a problem, it's gone them. too far. Drinking is not a problem. Okay. Drinking and driving is a problem, and over drinking is a serious problem. And you only really get out of that when you're self aware enough to do something about it. That's but fine. but it don't also, kill people. Whatever. Quick, but let's it, get to the banning option. All right. Okay. All right. Number two, that's lovely, says Conan Pena, a noted anti-alcohol advocate. In a perfect world where rehab fixes everything. But this is the real world and it doesn't bring back the victims. Drunk drivers kill people every day. If they take other drivers' lives or, or others' lives, the government must take theirs. Devil's advocate. Yeah. So death penalty for drink driving? <laughs> Didn't that take a turn, right? <laughs> it probably. I mean, don't get me wrong, terrible idea. Probably a very effective ad campaign would come along with that. Yeah, Andrew Polly is super against the death penalty, though. So am I. Super, super against government-imposed death you penalty. You're an executioner. Only because he's <laughs> freelance and I can't stop him technically because it's not illegal. <laughs> and you can't find the courtroom. Can't, where, can't find him. Can't find the paperwork. Can't find the courtroom. <laughs> tried to look him up online. Computer doesn't connect to anything. Really, he's just he just he's like we have okay fire. <laughs> Rain, snow, roaming executioner. You see what I'm dealing with? Uh huh. Our poster poster service has the weirdest phrase of what they what they'll serve through. <laughs> it's like rain, sunshine, or executioner. or executioner. Your mail will be delivered. Well, I'm just that- imagining like a Mad Max figure who just <laughs> appears in your town one day and everyone just hides in the side <laughs> until he passes yeah. through. Well, that won't be the case in Andropolia. Is it worth mentioning he's not paid either? It's just like a <laughs> well, he hobby. He just does it because he loves the job <laughs> yes. so much. Well, he's passionate. Just, you know, the executioner, the royal executioner in, in England was never paid. Really? It was, it was always a service that he does to the crown because the crown didn't want to be paying someone to kill other people. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so he was, I believe when they retired, they got a pension from the Crown, Okay, but they were never paid to do for the service. Oh, so they weren't volunteers for every new execution. Yeah. they It, it was their job, but they weren't remunerated for it directly. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. So it was, because it was it's really interesting, uh, the last one ever was super against... The uh, it was he, he, his father was an executioner, right? And he wanted to become it, but he was super uh, against the death penalty, right? Um, but you know, he just accepted the way that things were, yeah, and he wouldn't didn't say it until after it was abolished, and then he did his interviews. Interesting mm. fact, though, that they are some of the, the few people um, within Britain that are actually allowed to have sex with a swan. <laughs> <laughs> And then eat it afterwards. <coughs> I don't think. I don't think anything. Anything could more clearly demonstrate the difference between Australian ideology and Seb American ideology. Mm-hmm. A little bit of fun trivia about <laughs> politics of foreign lands, uh, just garnished with misinformation, blatant misinformation from South America. Just a little bit of swan sex sprinkled over the top there. Who mm-hmm. <laughs> even brought up swans or bestiality? Okay, no one. Because the, the queen owns all the swans That's in a, England. That was no. the, the, the link was that... Because she owns all the swans. Oh, we he, got the link. That was the. Uh, that's where it was the swan just came a, from. It was just a Submerican double whammy that just came out of nowhere. 
yeah. think it was quite obvious, really. You think you'd be surprised being shot by a shotgun? You're surprised being shot by a double barrel <laughs> shotgun even more, I'm guessing. Yeah. Like a work uh, a triple a third barrel of that gun I would. So hard no on the executioner. Uh even though I sympathize with the families, that's not the way to, no, to, to of deal with not. it. And number three of three. All of those plans attack the symptoms, not the disease, says Minister of Transportation Jennifer Watson. No, People they're speaking themselves <laughs> and citizens. Alcohol is a curse, a poison sent oh. by the devil to tempt mankind. We cannot trust people to make decisions for themselves. The only answer is prohibition. Ban alcohol completely. Prohibition's always worked. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Every single time for the for the decade that it worked in the US, I mean, there was absolutely no alcohol drunk anywhere and it didn't lead to any lasting problems in any way. Not like organised crime no. that we're dealing with no, to no. this very day. Yeah. Not only, you know, even even the switch to marijuana as a, as a recreational uh, means, that's, <laughs> that has in no way any, any tie to the Prohibition era in the United States. So I think you've actually worked yourself into a bit of a shoot here. Oh, have um, I? Let me... Let me a explain. shoot. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, if you're to where is he yeah. falling? <laughs> to tie, to or being tie, stockpiled. Yeah. To tie this into the uh, the pandemic issue, right. which you've really tried to do at the beginning of this by what? comparing. No, no, no. The only option there that directly addresses no, no. I'm not disease su- control is option three. I'm not suggesting that the alcoholism is the disease. I'm saying that in treating the alcoholism in giving an outlet for people mm-hmm. to seek assistance for that, we can also expand it during this pandemic and have people come in also saying, uh, I've got a weird thing, can I have a look at it? I don't feel so good. I'm just saying that third option talked about treating a disease. No, but it brings religion into it and that's yeah. the wrong motivation for medicine. That person really just hit all the no buttons right up front. So oh, many no I buttons. I agree. Like, no, 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 no. I was just having at to least, go to Andrew into taking it. At least, at least Jennifer didn't ask for any money because that would have been her first <laughs> foot out the door right <laughs> then. The hatch would have opened beneath her feet <laughs> and she would be gone from my office. Uh, no vetoes impending? No. Well, you think option one? You think <laughs> option one? Yeah. Definitely number one. Yeah, I think that's the only... Other than banning or executions, I think yeah. number one's the only reason. Yeah, the moderate option. Yeah. It would, it would seem. I rules. mean, lucky you're not at war with America because this could be get messy real quick. It'd be very funny, I think, though. It'd be great. We could just drag some Americans across the border and accuse them of having a drink. <laughs> and just douse them with rum. And then shoot them in the head. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. What a race of rum, though. Drunk drivers are sent to rehabilitation. Paid for by the government. Sure. That's <laughs> oh, you. You're paying for that. Yeah. yeah Taxation yeah. will go up a little bit, yeah. but it's already tiny. The Andropoly Sentinel reports old ladies report suffeet of help crossing busy roads. Uh, I'm no hero, says heroic Andropolian. Woman dies in elevator shaft mishap. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm having a terrible stuttering episode. And parks infested with joggers, dog walkers complain. Oh. Dog walkers, if it's not one, it's the other. Yeah. They're like old people. They just complain about I'm everything. I'm sorry. Dog walkers always went out over joggers. Because they're walking two things. Gentlemen. Right? Because there's the dog and the human are walking. It's oh. double efficiency. Gentlemen. Public oh, no. health, 10,000%. 200%. Not the 10,000, but yeah. 200%. We are up to 314 on the Teresa Nightingale rating. So, what, sorry, what topic was it? Public health? Public health care. Okay. Up 200%. Niceness, again, 
a nice healthy thirteen and a half percent boost. Wait, wait, those stats are skewed. It went up two hundred percent because it went up from zero. No, it went up from one hundred and five. Yeah, really, your public health care. Yeah, interesting. He yeah. has. I thought remember, it was every, every now and then. Yeah. Remember a few episodes ago, I think it was when the uh, animals started talking. Yeah, you I instituted the, the boarding houses, the public boarding houses, uh, okay, which yeah, had yeah. a bit of public health care, a bit of soup kitchens, a bit of... Okay, sweet. Okay. I, I, I thought it was still is something we should uh, compare at the end. Sure. Okay, very good. Uh, niceness uh, up 13.5%. Lifespan, 7.5% up. We are back in the 50s club. <laughs> Hooray! 51 and a half years. Moving the midlife crisis to 24. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, human development index up two and a half percent. Weaponization, compassion, health, and government size all up two percent. So that's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, and taxation only up half a percent. We're still under five percent, just shy of five percent. Uh, on the downtrends, the death rate is down one percent. Obesity down one and a half. Safety down four and a half. I'm not sure why that's the case. Mm. Um, maybe people are. You know, walking more when they're drunk and sort I mean, of having I'm, having more accidents that maybe way. Maybe they're drinking less, or they're doing other more dangerous or being reckless. Other, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and law enforcement down eight and a half percent, which makes sense if yeah. there's a um, a way for these people to. Well, you're stopping the crimes in a different way. Yeah, exactly right. Prevention rather than rather than cure, which I think is the more important of the two. So again, good news in Andropolia. This is uh, this is remarkable. All right, so what was your pub- your Theresa Nightingale rating in public uh, health Now, care? that is sitting at the moment at 314.7. Where did you start out at? I'm interested. Now, I'll just bring that chart up um, if you would like to go through yours. Sure. Well, uh, Zane Australia, unsurprisingly, started out at 1,401. Uh, we've only gone up since there. We're currently sitting on 3,512. Uh-huh. So that's why I am not worried about the pandemic so much as getting everyone the help mm. that they need. Certainly. Well, while the public health care is considerably lower in Andropolia, the citizens also have a lot more free money in order to, to spend on health care. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so we started off the game at 600. It peaked um, at 815, dropped to zero when we um, had, had the change of government and completely gutted almost every every government service. Um and it stayed that way for a long time, and it's uh, yeah creeped up um, a, a few weeks ago when we instituted the boarding houses. And again, this jump is is the next big jump up up to uh, three hundred fourteen. We started on just shy of eleven hundred. Oh wow! Um, we had uh, we had one dip, and then it's just been up since, and we're currently sitting on our highest of uh, twenty points short of two thousand. So okay. we've, we've pretty much doubled ourselves throughout the entire. Ca- um, game but yeah there's no private version of this in the actual listing is there to see how much unfortunately not on the private no, stuff? these no. are these are just government uh, yeah. government pu- or publicly funded ratings can we maybe check either your choice <clears throat> either lifespan uh or death rate let's do lifespan because i know you've had some improvement there andy i have had a significant improvement in fact i'll show you the chart and as you can see, it was yeah. a it was a drastic drop mm. down, and it's since started to eke back up a little bit. Mine started. I'm pretty much where I started, to be honest. Because okay, so I started on just shy of sixty one, so it was never that high. Okay, 
then I did that nuclear power plant thing in episode two <laughs> and it dropped to its lowest of 58. So it went down two years okay, and has just been incrementally increasing back up very slowly though. But it's now higher than when we started on 62, but it's gone up two years. But you can see on my, okay. I had a huge so drop at first flat. and it's yeah. been, yeah, like yeah, on the way yeah. up, but it takes a step down every fucking two seconds. So Andropolia started uh, the game at 62 and a half. It peaked around 64 but then was a steady decline down to about forty three, and it's and it's since jumped it jumped up back up again with a few um with a few initiatives. Well, Zanesterell actually started lower than all of you at fifty nine point five, uh, and then we had a little bit of a dip right at the start to fifty eight, uh, but then we had pretty significant jump up to above sixty, and then from then we've gone pretty much up and up and up. We're currently at seventy two point four five. Nice, lovely. Well, congratulations, bully for you. Yeah, I, it's it's <laughs> sure. We have to go and your, and your socialist you. medicine. Thank you. Uh, would you like some? Yes, please. <laughs> we don't have to go into it, but like looking at my death rate, you see the opposite, obviously, of that um, nuclear power plant choice, where it goes from low <laughs> to very high, yeah. and has slowly been making its way back down since. But unlike my my lifespan, where it is now above where it started, my death rate after that jump from the nuclear power plant thing. Has only come down halfway for that mark. Uh huh. Oh, so it's radiation up. does stick around. Yeah, for hundreds. So what and hundreds are you currently at? So okay, just out of reference, this is the bus surprisal index. Yeah. So it's not just to do with health, I guess. It's to do with safety as well. I think well, it takes it's to, to die account. each year from unnatural causes like crime, preventable illness, accident, and government yeah. encouragement. So I started on seventy four. Then when I nuclear power planted, I jumped up to one hundred and sixteen in that one bound. Oof. And has been going. It's been going down since, just slowly, and it's down now to eighty. Oh, well, ninety. Ninety is eighty nine point six. Yeah. So it's still a good what ten points above where I started. So I'm struggling. It's going down, but it's fucking slow. In Andropolia, the death rate started off at uh, forty eight, um, and hovered around there f- for a little bit. But the change of government, it shot up to one hundred and five. Um, then pretty quickly made its way up to about 120, and it's been pretty flat um, since then. So for the majority of the game, um, for about 70 weeks, it's been relatively flat, and it's sitting at 127 now. Right. Uh, Zane Stralia started out again higher than all of you at 109. Wow. That's what I'm – not even what I'm on now, but that's what I was at my top. I was less than half of you at at the start of the game. Wow. Uh, Brief – Little holiday at the start at 112, then drastic drop, uh, and have been cruising along, slowly falling down to 30.32, where we're at currently. That's good. Okay. Well, we aspire to be like Zane Australia. Well, everyone should. <laughs> this is this is the price I pay for In letting my people ways. do anything <laughs> they want. They're gonna kill themselves a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's gonna happen. I mean, my people have to do whatever they want. Can your people own bazookas? I mean, His people can can't own anything. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> That's kind of the point. No. Yeah, they can buy them, but I haven't banned guns. Yeah, but I haven't banned anything. I don't think I've banned anything mm-hmm. either. I also haven't deleted my internet. You think the internet being gone would lower the death rate, right? Maybe. <laughs> mm. Are we done? We're done. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. If you want to send us an email, a new world order podcast at gmail.com. If you want to become one of the precious few who get the one in five Patreon only episodes, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash a new world order podcast for as little as one American dollar a month. 
Oh, we would love you so much for it too. It's true. We do. We uh, love all of our patrons. Um, did we ever shout out Rhiannon? No. Rhiannon, you're the best. You're the best in the entire world. That's why- There's um, no one that is better than you, Rhiannon. That's why they wrote a song about you. It's yep. true. Yep. yep. She's from London. Mm-hmm. Rhiannon, instant love to you. I want to move to London right now and give you a big kiss. It's true. That's what well, we should do. Let's I'm go to London. I'm sure the band's from London, though. Anyway, until then, I have been Zane C. Webber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. I hope you guys are ready for this. I have been your number one contender, Mr. Nation States. Mm. Sebastian of the United States of South America, fight for your dreams and they will fight for you. No, don't like that it. That sounds even cheesier this way. Mm. This is this is the worst of all possible universes, Seb. Yep, this is great. I love it. A feeding <laughs> of the energy that's being ripped out of your body right now. Oh, I'm glad you can do something with it. Like some weird, <laughs> Just take it away. Some weird bad vibe succubus <laughs> situation going on. And I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah.